Junior Kekueva Junior Show, starring Junior Kekueva Junior. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bothe Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kekueva Junior. Thank you very much, Kazi. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Junior Keiko Eva Jr. Uh, man, you know, all kind of things is happening in Hawaii. I know we have a lot of people listening on the mainland, and we're very grateful. Uh, we like to just uh, run them down and, and mention them real quick for you guys. So, I mean, you know, these guys, so not only in the mainland, but uh, we also got to thank people like across the world, across the world. In the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, South Africa, Germany, Belgium. I know I keep mentioning, you know, all this stuff every podcast, but we're very grateful. So we want to make sure that, that we say thank you. you know I mean, you know, people listen, but we, you know, people spending their time and their time is their life. And they choose to spend their time with us. And we're very grateful. And uh, so anyway, in the, in the United States, we like to uh, mahalo California, Texas, Virginia, Montana, Nevada, Utah, Washington, New Jersey. Tennessee, Massachusetts, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. So we'd like to uh, thank you guys for that. So yeah, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm Junior Kekoeva Junior. You know, uh, a lot of stuff's been going on locally, and I know you guys in the mainland uh, listening. And so you know, we try to we try to do our best to keep you guys like informed as to you know what's going on and all of that. So, uh, bruh, so uh, one of our friends, Augie T, right, comedian Augie T, bruh. Everybody knows Augie T, you know why? And I think in a lot of a lot of parts in the world too, because Augie T, uh, right? He's not just in Hawaii; he's all over the world. But this guy is like all over, and uh, so Augie T is running for office, right? What? Augie T is running for office? I remember that time. I remember that time. Augs was telling me he was gonna do this business, and you know, I mean, he he always speaks the dream. You know, he always speaks the dream. I used to speak the dream until, you know, until I found out I was speaking them to the wrong guys. <laughs> and they was trying to block me and the guy. But no, but, but Augs does, but he, he speaks the dream. I remember this one time, one of my favorite memories of Augie T was, uh, you know, he invited me to come down uh, to his show. And he was doing, uh, he was taping the, uh, a show that he was doing at the Hawaii Theater. And right before the show, we were standing outside the Hawaii Theater across the street, right? And his name was up on the marquee, you know, said Augie T, you know. Uh, I forgot what the, the theme of the show was, but it was Augie T. And, and we were standing across the street. And we was looking at, at the marquee. And Augs goes, bro, that, that's, that's unreal. Because, like, for him, that was, that was the crowning achievement, right? Like, like, right there, Hawaii Theater, boom, like, had Augie T on top. I thought that was really cool because <laughs> I never got to put Junior Keiko ever Junior on top of the marquee at, at, at the Hawaii Theater. You know what I'm saying? But if this podcast is successful, you know, when we when we bring you guys down and you guys come to Hawaii, oh, Garen's Ball Barons will go in there. I'll go jam for you guys. I'll go play music for you guys. So no worries. But Augs is running for council now. So, you know, first he was doing all his comedy. I was involved. 
Uh, I was involved when he was doing Comedy Shack. I was involved uh, when he did the Waikiki show. I went, I went go look. You know, he, he always invited me. He always gave me tickets. He always invited me. And, and that, that, you know, the, the, the stuff we was doing at the Pagoda Hotel, the Comedy Shack. Bro, that was nuts. Bro, that was nuts. Talk about, talk about cash. Hold oh, these guys, bro. They always make it cash. Okay, so, so, <laughs> I cannot tell you the inside stuff because, yeah, there was, there was a lot of inside stuff. But what I can tell you is that they was turning away like, over a hundred people a show. I mean, turning them away. And I saw, I saw this for myself because, because I was playing the opening. And then after that, uh, we used to alternate with Del Beasley. Uh, this guy, Del Beasley, that, that, uh, performs over here locally. And to me, bro, you know, Del Beasley was much more of an entertainer than, than, than a lot of guys I saw. I mean, really, he was underrated. Uh, he, to me, Del Beasley is, is like, uh, Oh, bro, he is funny. I mean, he can entertain you. He can play all kinds of stuff, like anything. I mean, this guy is unreal. But he was opening with us. So, so me, was was me and Brother Wayne, and then we would alternate with Dell. And, uh, oh, it was good fun. But, and they was turning away over 100 people. You know the funny thing, yeah? When, when Augs went to Waikiki, he was turning people away when he was doing Friday nights. Then they went open up Thursday, Friday. As soon as they went open up Thursday, Friday, the audience went away. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't understand that. I mean, they, they went slow down. It, 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 it's not like they went away, period. But, oh, when really slow down. Oh, and really slow down. But when there was one night, you know, so, so it's always better. I've learned uh, just by watching these guys, by watching these big boys. Um, it's always better to have people walk away and they go come back later, you know, next week or the following week, whatever, than to, to be too uh, available. And, and to be too, you know, there all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that, that part, yeah, uh, that's, that's, uh, it, it, that, that's a lesson to be learned too. Cause man, as soon as you open them up to like more days, cause you figure, well, we're going to pack them in Thursday and Friday, right? And then you open up Thursday and then people go, ah, they, I mean, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know what the, what the reason is behind it. I don't know what the thinking is behind it, but yeah, everything was slowed down. But, uh, Bro, it was 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 a good ride, man. When I saw I saw Augs go all the way up, and, and he did everything in comedy you could possibly do in Hawaii. I mean, he did satire, he did comedy shows, he stand up, everything. I mean, he did he did the Blaisdell Center, but the Blaisdell Arena for a comedian, for an you know. And then I was there. He he made me a part of the last one when Augie's last stand when he said goodbye, you know, and um. And then, you know, people were saying, oh, how come he's saying goodbye? Well, you know, we love Augie T. Well, you know, now, now everything is visual. They got, they got like, uh, you know, everything is on your phone. Everything is accessible. So everybody, you know, I mean, the world is changing. It's different now. You know, before we used to go down the club to see one stand-up comedian. It, it was, it, it served many purposes, right? You know, we could take our chicks, right? We could, we could go. We could, you know, so it's a go out thing, right? It's it, and then not only that, but we like laugh. Now these guys are laughing on their phone all day long, all day long. So, so you know, the value of of uh, stand up comedians has to be uh, not what it was. I mean, you know, really. And so, so what Augs did was was really cool because you know he said, okay, this is it. You know, that's that. Bro, he he went pack the Blaisdell. I was there. He packed the Blaisdell. Andy Bumatai was there. I mean, right. Frank DeLima was there. They, you know, 
all these guys. And um, so, I mean, you know, he, he did that. And then, and then Paul, he said, well, I'm going to talk, I'm going to think about the next chapter of my life. Now the next chapter is he's running for office in Ever Beach. So you guys are listening from Ever Beach. Vote for Augs, bro. Vote for Augs. And we also have a, <laughs> we also have a association that we call Dogs for Augs. Okay, D-A-W-G-S for Augs. A-U-G-Z. Okay, Dogs for Augs. So if you guys like join, uh, you guys like make a donation, okay, just inbox them to me. Okay, just just the kind DM them to me at Junior Cake Whoever Junior One. Okay, you can get on Junior Cake Whoever Junior T-shirt. Okay, and then on uh, the Facebook side at Junior Cake Whoever Junior, and then on uh, Twitter if you like go Twitter go uh, Dogs for Augs. Okay, at Junior Cake Whoever Junior, and uh, yeah, we send you on Junior Cake Whoever Junior T-shirt. Uh, send you send you donation. Your donation is not tax deductible, and and we don't guarantee that you can get on thank you letter. But <laughs> but send your donation, dogs for dogs, bro. That, that's so cool. He's running for office, bro. I am so happy for him. I remember I remember watching Augie do all kind of stuff, man. Like from the very beginning, I used to take this group of girls because I you know I was engaged at that time, and my fiance used to work with these girls at Bank of Hawaii. And we used to take these girls over there for watch Augs. And one of these girls, right, was was all in love with him, man. So so we went over, had like five girls. So I it was only me and these five chicks, and we used to go and we used to support him at Boomers. And sometimes only had like three tables of people. Like sometimes it was just really small. And he got up, he did his routine, he did everything he was supposed to do, and and he made us laugh. Oh, he made us laugh. But we was we was crying inside there some nights. He made us laugh so hard, we was crying. And then after that, his career just went, boom, like, through the roof, like, boom. Like, he just went, boom. And we was happy. We was so happy, you know. And, and he always invited me, so, like, anytime I, like, go, you know, he always, yeah, just come, just come. One time I went down his show, Hawaii Kai. I drove all the way to Hawaii Kai just for see him. Bro, that's how good he was. Bro, he, he was so good. But Dave and Busters, he, he let me open a show uh, for him at Dave and Busters. Uh, him and Lanai, Lanai and Augie's Comedy Shack. I opened the show over there, and and uh, oh, bro, pagodas, everything. But it was good fun. So now Augs Augs is uh, taking a little bit more serious role. Hopefully, he entertains the people in, uh, in on the council because uh, they need it. But <laughs> but but anyway, so he's running for council. Ever Beach, you guys from Ever Beach, uh, support Augie T. And uh, you know, Augie T is a good example for a lot of people, man. I tell you. Especially for the kids that that think that you know that they not can, okay. But but let me talk to let me talk to you guys that might be thinking you younger guys that might be thinking you know can. Okay, so you know I always I, I'm a law of attraction practitioner and and a law of attraction mentor and a law of attraction teacher, uh, you know law of attraction coach right and life life coaching through law of attraction and and so. I got to tell you guys, you guys got to look for the opportunity in everything. Like, you guys got to see the opportunity. Sometimes you you, you going to miss them. You know, sometimes you're going, oh, you're going to think after the fact, right? And you know, like, like I'll give you a good example. You know, when, you, when you're in a club and, you, and you're trying to date one chick or you're trying to get one chick on a date, you know, sometimes you make mistakes. And if the girl is into you, right, because this happens, Brad, it still happens to me. I still make mistakes, you know, but if the girl is into you, she will forgive you. If the girl is into you, she, she will help you, 
She will actually help you to date her. She will actually help you along so that so that you don't feel bad and you, you know. But but bro, it's all her, and that's why I always got to tell you guys: you guys got to leave your egos at the door, right? And she will help you. You know, I bro, I can grow right now. She helps me all the time, you know, and I love her, and and she knows that, and she she know, but she helps me. Okay, so you guys, same thing. Okay, in business, you guys doing business, right? If you guys are in business and you guys get on get on partner, right? And they and they really care about you and they really know that that your heart is in the right place and everything. They're gonna help you. People will help you, Hawaiians. People will help you. So so you know, yeah. There, there's a lot of haters out there, right? But you need the haters. So the hate. Think of your haters as one free PR machine because they're gonna talk about you, right? Bruh, I had this group of haters where I used to work at this certain radio station. I only mention names, but this certain radio station. And I had these haters, right? So what I would do is, is I, I wouldn't feel them out like from the very beginning. And I saw like who was the gossiper and what, whatever and who was the, the guys, you know. And you can tell this because they will talk about other people. And, and so when they start talking about other people, you got to know that when you're not there, they're talking about you. So, so it's, it's very easy to figure out who these guys, right? So once you figure out who these guys, right, your job, okay, is, is to number one, be careful what you say around them, okay? Or, like I did, right? Bro, I used to, I used to spread malicious gossip on purpose, right? And, and so, but, but this was stuff that I had planned already, you know, and sometimes, yeah, the thing backfire sometimes, sometimes, but, but I went plant the seeds. You see what I'm saying? And so, so there's three main modes of communication, okay? So, so <laughs> telegraph, telephone, and teleportagee. But that, that, that was a, that was an old joke. But yeah, but that's, that's it. That's it. You know, so they work as your PR. If you say something in front of your haters and you know that you hate us, you know that thing's going around. Bro, I did that so many times and, and it came, like, it went around the island. Like, like somebody from the other side of the island came visit me and said, hey, you know, da, 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 da. And they told me. And I go, whoa, that thing went travel fast, right? And then after that, I was careful what I said, like, you know, in public in general, right? Because, I mean, you know, once, once you become that, uh, public figure I mean It's It's very different Hawaiians. It's very very different You cannot just Say how you feel Sometimes You know what I mean Like sometimes you can But you gotta You gotta be careful Who you say What to You gotta be very careful So that That's another lesson I learned Okay But finding the opportunity In something Okay Sometimes You know Something is presented to you And you don't really see the You don't really see the value you know, you don't really see the, the, the hidden value, you know, because sometimes, you know, things come to you and they look one way, right? But you got to you gotta look at them different way. There's a different way to look at everything. I mean, you can, you know, uh, yeah, you got you to gotta look under the hood, small kind, for the real meaning, for the real the kind. And then then you can maximize your potential. See, now we, we had many, many situations like that where we had different opportunities disguised as different things. I mean, you know, so, uh, I mean, we, we worked with, uh, chains of stores and stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we worked for, uh, some political goals. Sometimes it was a business goal. Sometimes, I mean, you know, so, so it's always different. But if you look for the opportunity in something, okay, and look for the positive side, right? The positive, because the opportunity is not going to be in the negative side, guaranteed. Going to be in the positive. So you got to look at the positive end of stuff. 
right? And then and then create something from there, right? Now I don't have a, a example or anything, you know, like from my own on my own, but I will tell you that the grind is real. Okay, you always, you know, I, the, the the funny thing is, I see these guys, right? And they put up the struggle is real. The struggle is real, right? They convince themselves, they brainwash themselves into believing that the struggle is real. Not only that, but that the struggle is a badge of honor. Like they, they're proud of struggling. You know, like there's so many single parents and, and single moms. I see it a lot with single moms, you know, mostly single moms. And, and, and they're so proud of the struggle they're going through. You know, and and I I mean, hey, I I kind of I kind of get it. You know, one parent, and then doing all this stuff. I mean, I've been around single parents. I see them. You know, I see the challenges, right? But they're challenges. They're not struggles. If you convince yourself you're in a struggle, okay, then you're gonna get more struggle. That's the law of attraction. If you look at it like a challenge, then you can meet the challenge and you can beat the challenge. You can beat any challenge. Right, because you can meet them and you can beat them. Now, if it's a struggle, right? The struggle is real. The struggle is real. No, Hawaiians. The struggle is in your head. The struggle is in your head. And if you're telling yourself the struggle is real, you know that will suggest that you enjoy this thing, and you can get more struggle. You can get more struggle, guaranteed. You know. So, so look at look at challenges. Um, as challenges and not struggles. You know, you know, when, you know, sometimes, sometimes we're waiting for checks for coming, you know, at, at my business, right? Sometimes we're waiting for the checks coming. And what we do is, is, you know, we decided a long time ago, see, before, a long time ago, I'll, I'll give you an example. A long time ago, we, we used to, um, we used to look at bills every time they came in. During the course of a month, right? We get all kinds of bills coming, right? Okay. And we used to look at all these bills as they come in in real time. And what happened was, by the time money came in, right, we were so mixed up in the head about, about what we're going to do and how we're going to make this work, how we're going to pay that bill, how we're going to do this, how we're going to do that. And and this must have been about 25 years ago. So I made it, uh, you know, I, I was watching uh, I was watching a lot of these guys, uh, Bob Proctor and, you know, uh, uh, Tony Robbins. I was watching a lot of these these thought leaders and motivational speakers and, and stuff. And and I decided, I, I decided, you know what? Fear is what is holding us back. Fear is, is the main thing. And it's the fear we bring on ourselves, okay? So let me give you an example. So you get one, maybe you get a big electric bill come in the mail. And you get the electric bill and that thing gonna shock you. You know, if it's three, four hundred dollars, it might shock you, okay? And it might it might send some fear to your body, right? And you might be thinking like, oh, how, how am I gonna pay this, right? Okay, so, and then, you know, uh, another bill might come. Same thing, right, same effect. So what we did about 25 years ago, what we started doing is we put everything in one pile. It, we let everything pile up in one pile, okay? And then when we get paid, right, when we get the money comes in from, from our clients, then we sit down and we go, okay, now let's open the bills and see where, where all of this is going, right? And what we found was, was unreal. Well, it was fantastic what we found. What we found is that those days that we went through before we opened the mill, we had a stress-free, a stress-free time. 
or a stress-free week or a stress-free two weeks, whatever it was, that that time element was stress-free. Why? Because we didn't open anything that scared us. You know, so so we did. So we've been doing this for 25 years. You know, so so sometimes, you know, and I always have my assistant open the mail. Okay, my executive assistant opens the mail. Um, before before her was my office manager that opened the mail. Not me. Okay, so they, they open the mail. And you know, sometimes I get I get uh, letters from the landlord. I get letters from the, and, you know, and when I see the landlord, they go, oh, we sent a letter. Wait, did you see it? I said, oh, no, I'm sorry, I didn't see it. What happened? And then they got to tell me, right? And then they tell me, and I go, oh, okay, well, you know, my... Uh, my, my girl opens the, the, the mail, my, my executive assistant or my office manager, you know, whatever. And, and so the stress really leaves your body. I mean, the stress is, I mean, I hardly have stress, you know, and I pile them up. I pile stuff up. If I see something that looks timely, that really needs my attention, I'll open it. Okay. But the majority of stuff just sits in a pile till I'm ready. Right, because what are you gonna do, Hawaiians? When 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 you have a business, right, or let's say you have a paycheck every two weeks, okay, if your paycheck is coming this coming Friday, why are you gonna open a bill today and worry about the bill until Friday, or why are you gonna open them last week and wait until this Friday? See, so so that's what we did, and that was one of the things that <clears throat> one of the ways that we alleviated a lot of stress because we didn't worry about it after that. Was like, oh, okay, well, minor. Then when we got when we got paid, right, and we had the, the money, okay, deposit everything in the bank. Okay, now we get X number of dollars in the bank, and now we now we open everything. And then then everything went out, you know, everything was payable, accounts payable, boom, 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 went out, pow, done. Okay, but we found out from before that, you know, like before we started doing that. Oh, we was worried about every little thing. Every little thing came in the mail. Like, oh, how are we gonna do that? Oh, wait, you know. And then we preoccupied with that. And and when everything comes in from the clients, right? It's like way more than that. But from that time until the money come in, but we were all preoccupied with that. We were all worried with that. So that anyway, that's what we do. So you know, the focus should be applied on on what it is that you do. You know, you should be, you should be, you know, like, like we're consultants, right? So we're consultants to businesses and, and we do a lot of the stuff so that they don't need to think about it. All they need to do is do what they do and do what they do best. And we come along and we figure out other things that, you know, that, that will either make them money or things that are better for the marketing or the advertising or things to showcase their business, stuff like that. But, but the, the grind is real. Okay, the grind is real. Now, the grind, you know, you, you hear people say the grind, right? And that that's implied already that it's hard. Okay, the grind. When when somebody says the grind, it sounds like, oh, okay, the grind is real. But yeah, the, the work is real. And you have to take the steps, right? And I always say, take the baby steps, right? The, the work is real. So so the work part is is what you focus on, you know, and... and uh, you know, if you're not good at something, that one of the lessons that we learned was to hire experts. You know, so we hire experts. So I have a marketing guy. We have an office in San Diego. We have an office in San Diego. We have an office here in Honolulu. And and my marketing director, he he's in San Diego. He he runs the San Diego office. He does everything from there. And I mean, you know, and he's good at what he does. So so when it comes to anything that's under his umbrella. 
I'm like, bro, here you go. Boom. Yeah, run them. Run them. Right? Because you don't want to be micromanaging. That's another thing. You don't want to micromanage stuff. You want to hire people that are good at what they do and let them do it. Let them do it. Okay, here you go. Boom. There you go. Right? And let them do it. Another thing I learned is is you need to duplicate instead of delegate. Okay, so delegate, let me let me explain what I mean. So so delegate, right? You tell somebody to do this, right? Now, how they do that is generally up to them when you delegate, right? You say, okay, do this, do this task, right? And and then so if you want it done a certain way, Hawaiians, okay, you have to duplicate. So you have to you have to show them, okay, this is how we do it. Like this, this is the first step, second step, third step, now you finish. And this is the way we need to do this process. Right? Now that's duplication. Because because now when they do it, they're they're gonna do it just like you. Now you've duplicated the process. Okay, so you duplicate the process. So I have my I have my office managers duplicate everything all the time. And when I get a new office manager, we go over everything, duplicate, here, this is how you do, you know, this, this, this. And then we also make room for their ideas. We're open to their ideas. Always be open to new ideas. You know, I, I learned a long time ago. We had this website for jrkjr.com. It's still up. You guys can still see the website, but it's under juniorkekuevajunior.com. We don't use it for anything. We don't advertise it. It's just there. It's our old website. Now, the old website was really good. It was state-of-the-art when the thing was built. Oh, state-of-the-art, Hoings. was was awesome. Everybody was, oh, bro, you got a nice website, you know. But there was only one thing wrong. <laughs> the developer would ask me. Yeah, he goes, so what What do you want, right? Okay, I should have just told him, bro, just build me the best website you can. That's what I should have told him. But no, I told him, okay, I like this, I like that, I like that. Okay, he gave me exactly what I wanted, but it was my design, right? You guys can still see him, juniorkekoevirginia.com, check him out. And and so so I had these these big squares and every square was like something different. One was Jamagram, you know, one went to to our, our page for, for uh, entertainment, one was, you know, all this stuff. And one one was uh, all kind of different stuff. So and it would all go different. One one went to MySpace, one went to you know I mean we, we had we had everything and and it was all set up, but but man at the end of the day, you know, Nobody, nobody told me for for like a few years, and then down the road they go, bro. You know what? You should have should have let the guy like make his own. And and you know a lot of people, a lot of people are afraid to tell me that kind of stuff, you know. But one of my honest friends, bro, he told me. He goes, bro, you should have let him. You should let him do him, you know. And so I learned the lesson of micromanaging. Now because I micromanaged that, because he asked me, you know, oh, what you like? And I told him what I like. He did exactly what I like. Okay, but that was what I wanted. Okay, so so I, I learned that lesson of micromanagement. So so if you just if you just let go and let somebody do what they do, you know, like now we, we you know we built the VMAC consultants website, right? So when these guys ask me, oh, what do you want? I just said, build a site. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Go ahead, build it. And when they built it, bro, we was all happy. We we looked at the site, we said, yeah, we were we was we was thrilled, right? But this is their expertise. So always allow the, the people to, to exhibit their expertise and bring their ideas to the table. 
It's gonna it's gonna make your your stuff even better, or your company better, or your service better, or whatever whatever it is. But yeah, you gotta let them do that, right? Let them do that part. So so that's that's the other thing too. So so the yeah the you know the journey the journey is real, uh, the grind is real, the work is real, and that's what you should focus on. Fo- focus on the work, you know. Never mind. Don't focus on money. See that's okay. That's the that's the last thing I'm gonna tell you guys. A lot of people focus on money, and when they focus on money, they kid themselves. Okay, they they're chasing the wrong thing. Okay, you don't chase money. Okay, what you do is you chase your passion. You chase your passion. You keep going with your passion. Okay, now a lot of people go, well, you know, my passion is collecting rocks, <laughs> and you know, and I and I tell them, well, if you're really serious about it. Then you would collect the right ones, and it would be worth a lot of money. I mean, you know. But yeah, chase your passion. Okay, so so here's the thing, right? A lot of guys, right? They they you know they want to build these these big companies and whatever. And I'm like, you know, a lot of them. A friend of mine died on the floor of his mansion, right? A lot of them, you know, just because you have a big company, you got a mansion, you get, you know, doesn't mean you're happy. I mean, this guy killed himself on the floor of his mansion, and when I heard that, you know, I was happy for him. Not that he died, not that he killed himself, but that he died on the floor of his mansion, and not one cardboard box on the street someplace. You know what I mean? But, but the the point is, if if you you know you building something whatever, if you're not chasing your passion and you're killing yourself for money, okay. I mean, literally killing yourself because what happens is these guys go out, they build companies or they build businesses. They're not really into them, but the thing makes money. So they keep going, they keep chasing the money, chasing the money, chasing the money. Pretty soon they wear themselves out. What happens? They they, they break down. Then what happens? Well, then they got to go doctor. Then, they, then they're trying to fix their body. They're trying to fix everything, right? Because they ran themselves into the ground. So, so the, you know, pacing yourselves, Hawaiians. You got to pace yourself. And if you're chasing money and you just, I know plenty of guys, they'll do anything for money. And I crack up. The U.S. government prints money every day, Hawaiians, every day. Okay. There's no money shortage. There's no money shortage. Okay. You just need to attract the money. That's all you need to do. You need to provide that service or that product or, or whatever that people like. Oh, Garen's ball bearings, they're going to come. Garen's ball bearings are going to buy from you. You know, you treat people good, barbarians are going to come to you. You see what I mean? There's money printed all the time, right? I even told I even told one, one of my very, very close, uh, this girl that's very close to me, to my heart and to my life. And, you know, and she's, she has this house and, and whatever. And she's got to, she's got to, you know, sell the thing. And I said, you know, don't worry about it. It's only money. Don't worry. Let them go. You make them all back. Let them go. You see what I'm saying? I'm not suggesting that she let everything go, but I mean, you know, don't be too concerned about the, the the monetary value of something, because that's all perception, Hawaiians. It's all perception. The hundred dollar bill that you're carrying, if you're carrying one, that hundred dollar bill is only worth one penny. It's only worth the paper it's printed on. It's not backed up by anything. We're floating on a sea of paper in in the United States. Right, so you guys don't get too preoccupied over the money thing. Choose people over money all day long, all day long. Focus on the things you love and the people you love, not on money. When you focus on money, 
you're focusing on the wrong thing your your applied concentration goes on the wrong thing and pretty soon before you know it right yeah yeah you're going down i mean because you're not focused on your purpose and your purpose should always include something about serving other people you know we have a family of service companies and our companies serve people that's what it does. One of our companies changes people's lives. The other companies, they, they serve people. And they serve businesses. And they make people money. They make businesses money. And that's the kind of stuff you got to do. Because when you do that, Hawaii, I guarantee... Oh, when you do that, I guarantee you... I got to go, sorry. Hey, when, when you do that, I guarantee you're going to make way more than money. And if you have a business that only makes money, you don't have a very good business. <laughs> okay. Alright, hey, we're being brought to you by Island Club and Spa, Voice Master Enterprises, and AFM HawaiiMusic.com. Darren Chinen's music is up on iTunes. Get it now. Go check them out. Hey, Hawaiians, till next time, I'm Junior Kekoeva Jr., along with the Wayne Bonhe Band, saying mahalo and ah. Uh,